0: Hey guys, this is Leticia and I'm Raina and, and welcome, welcome to, to Real, Real Talk. Talk. So we're two young adults who are just trying to figure this thing called life out. So join us on this journey as we figure it out together. <laughs>
1: Are you excited? Yeah, I'm super excited. Hey guys. <laughs> hey
0: everyone. <laughs> We're glad you guys are joining us on our first podcast yep. ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Turn your volume down. <laughs> um so. How, how are you? How are you? Aw. <laughs> I'm good, Raina. How are you? I'm good.
1: How's your day? Oh,
0: my day. Uh, you want the honesty?
1: Yeah, I want the <laughs> honesty.
0: Um, my day was up and down. Um, church was really good. It was exactly what I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got to dance with some girls and I got to pray with some friends. So it ended out, It right now, it's great. That's good. I have... Yes, it's great. I'm just (laughs) going to say that. It's great. Right now, it's ended on a good note, and I'm here, and I'm excited. So,
1: how was your day? It was good. I got to spend some time with my mom, which is always fun. Um, You know, there was some (laughs) not nice people in Target, but... (laughs) You know, coronavirus got people out here acting crazy mm. and little nasty yes. sometimes. But it was still nice, like, even though we just ran errands, just to run errands together and get lunch together and stuff like that. So That's cool. I had a really good day. That's good. Know? Mother bonding. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Mother-daughter bonding. Mm. Okay. Well,
0: today we're going to share with you guys um, just kind of who we are and our testimonies and kind of just why we wanted to start this podcast yeah. in the first place. Um. I know we were at we were out eating one weekend mm-hmm. and we were just talking. We talked for 2 hours while we waited.
1: Yeah. We didn't get our table for 2 hours. <laughs> we, and then
0: we spent another 2 hours at the table. <laughs> so we were at a restaurant for 4 hours. Yeah.
1: Um, Shout out Mike's. They we, got all our money and our time. <laughs> literally wasted our time.
0: Um but it was great. It was it, it didn't even feel like 2 hours. Yeah. We just talked about everything and Reina was like you should start a podcast. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then I was like, we should start a podcast.
1: <laughs> That's kind of how it started, and now we're here. Yeah, but the, week cra- later. <laughs> the crazy thing about Leticia's personality is if you say you should do something, and she thinks it's a good idea, she'll say, okay, I'm going to go get the mic tomorrow. <laughs> and I love that, because we when did we get dinner? Like, a Last week and a week, half ago. It was one week ago. <laughs> And here we are, (laughs) releasing a whole podcast.
0: Listen, I'm not about talking about stuff and not doing it. If we say we're going to do something, let's do it. No, I love it, but hey. That's what I'm saying. Too many people have ideas and never do it. Yeah. Like, are you afraid? If this goes nowhere, oh well. We still talked and had great conversation. But if it goes somewhere and people actually need to hear what we're talking about, yeah, then we did what we're supposed to do.
1: Exactly. That's it. No, I agree. That's it. But yeah, we're super <clears> excited <throat> to get this podcast started because we really just want to give you guys a look at our lives and how we get through things. And me and Leticia are both in different phases of our relationship with Christ and how that looks. Um, I'm just starting to get back into it. And Leticia knows a lot about it. And you've been in a, your walk for what, like over two, three, three,
0: three years now? Three years now. Three years. Mm-hmm.
1: So. We just want to kind of give you different perspectives on things that we're going through and how we're getting through them, and some advice and wisdom if that's helpful, at least a little bit. And then just giving us a chance to talk about what's going on in our lives, and maybe that'll be helpful for you guys. Exactly.
0: So, and we're gonna have different things on dealing with anxiety, yeah, dating, mm-hmm. marriage expectations, mm-hmm.
1: um,
0: friendships, yeah, how to deal with you know different things, yeah. church hurt. Things like that. Um, So, I'm excited. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) All right. So, tell us, Reina, like, how... Tell us your story. Yeah. Tell us about Reina.
1: Oh, about Reina. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Um, So, I think, basically, my testimony is I went to church when I was little, and I grew up in a church. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom took me to church. My grandparents and great-grandparents, they all went to the same church. But after I stopped being little, I kind of just kind of got away from church for a while and that's because my mom she didn't have a really good relationship with church um every church that she went to the pastors would either be rude to her like especially because she had me out of wedlock or just say like really really demeaning things to her and she just didn't see God living in the churches that she was attending and so when she left I kind of left with her just because that was my mom But um, as I started getting older, I started going through a lot more hardships, and I kind of didn't really have anywhere to turn. I basically had really bad relationships starting from when I was little. Um, I always looked to guys for attention very, very unhealthily. (laughs) Leticia (laughs) knows. And I started looking for guys... For attention from I think maybe age 10 or 11 like a lot younger than I think other girls are are really paying attention to that and that's been a consistent pattern that I've been trying to get out of but I think it was really like in eighth grade where I started going back to church um, and that's just because I was going through a lot and even though my mom has a really bad relationship with religion she still likes to you know have a relationship with God and so she was telling me he's literally the only person that can get you through what you're going through right now and when you're little you know I was just going through a little heartbreak but it still was me trying to go back to church and mm-hmm. find this place of safety but again one thing that's been consistent throughout my life is that whenever I go back to church I don't stay I like go when things get hard and then I come back and then I leave and come back um and so that's what happened to me in eighth grade and then I ended up leaving and living my own life Leticia knows I wasn't living the best (laughs) the best life Um, but I was trying to figure out I wasn't making the best decisions again very very low self-esteem um throughout high school which just led to a lot of really bad decisions like having friends with benefits having people take advantage of me all the time um and that's kind of what I saw and struggling with that but When I was in college, my sophomore year of college, was just absolutely terrible because I went to a really high pressure school. I didn't think I belonged there, and I was just hanging out with the wrong people all the time. Um, I know that when I was in a sophomore, I was just drinking, drinking, drinking all the time, and it wasn't just to go out or anything like that. It was heavily, heavily drinking because I just wasn't happy. I don't know why. I don't know how. I was just extremely, extremely depressed. I was hanging out with people who were kind of abusive. Um, They weren't the best friends. They would say kind of rude things to me. Um, And then I got into a relationship with a girl, and that was crazy. And then me and my boyfriend broke up, and it just was a really, really bad time for me, especially because I didn't know who I was anymore. I literally looked at myself in the mirror, and I didn't, I had no idea who I was. And so then I started talking to Leticia again, and I started going back to Bible study. But again, it didn't stick. It did not stick. And I left. And it wasn't until my um, senior year of college, really, that I started going through some crazy stuff. I was really depressed. I had really bad anxiety. And um, for a little bit, I went through a lot of things. Um, I guess I will share. I'm ready to share. (laughs) I mean,
0: I want you to feel comfortable, but I definitely think that it would help people. Yeah,
1: I ended up... um, I TMI by the way, I want to give trigger warnings in case anyone needs to skip it But I ended up having a relationship with this one guy that I thought was my good friend from work And I went to his house to help him with something um, because he said that he needed my help And I thought I was doing the right thing Like I picked him up because he was drunk and I was bringing him back to his house and during that time he raped me and it was insane because I never ever thought that I would experience anything like that and I kind of didn't know where to turn I didn't know what to do I was completely completely numb um and that was over a year ago and Even though it was over a year ago, that still completely haunts me to this day. And during that time, I didn't really know where to go because of the fact that I always came to church and left and came to church and left. And I know that little voice in my head from growing up Christian that, you know, God loves you no matter what, like no matter if you come and leave and come and leave. But for me, that's something that I couldn't grasp. I couldn't grasp it because there's just been so many times where I was coming and leaving. Um... And so I didn't really go to the altar with that. I just was like, I'll figure this out by myself. Like, I'll be okay by myself. But it never ended up being truly okay. Like, I did little things here and there that made it bearable to go keep going. Um, But I never really laid things all the way down at the altar because I felt very, very ashamed of leaving and coming back and leaving and coming back. Um, but now I'm back. Nothing went wrong to make, pull me back to God. I just had a feeling that I was empty and that I wanted to come back. I wanted to come back to church. I wanted to continue to build this relationship with Christ. And, it really started off with that like nothing crazy happened I just felt this pull to do so um and then I ended up coming back to bible study now I'm back in church and that's kind of how me and Leticia linked up again we've always been linked since we were little but (laughs) yep that's That's great (laughs) that's how we linked up again and I think that's pretty much my testimony because if anyone who knows me they know that like I've been very, very religious since I was little, but it's always been on, like, my terms, you Mm -hmm. know? And that's something that I don't want to do anymore. Like, I really want it to be all in, all there, um, because that's the only thing that's going to get you through, honestly. Like, having that relationship is the only thing that's going to get you through. And now I feel more confident going into another season, what that's going to look like now that I have this relationship and now that I've gone to this place where I want to um, have this growth, but... Yeah. That's a little bit about me. And that
0: and that's that's the best place to come back to Jesus when it's not because things are bad. Yeah. Because like you said, you've came back before when yeah. it's bad and then you leave when it's good. Cause yeah. You're like, Okay God, thanks. Bye. Thank you. See you later. <laughs> See you in uh four months when it happens when something bad happens again, right? Exactly. So this I like I said I, earlier, but I honestly feel like he um is you know, has you here exactly at the right time yeah you know because yeah. it's not based off of emotion it's not based off of what you're going through it's, yeah it's literally just because he's like okay Raina, hello it's time <laughs> i'm ready for you yeah you know, i've been waiting for you so that's awesome
1: no exactly so yeah. what about you it's your turn tell me <clears throat>
0: okay um where to start um so I, like Raina, grew up in the church. Um, But I would say my issues started before, like, when I was young. So, like, the first thing that happened to me was um, when I was four, I was molested by a girl in my family. And, you know, at the time, you just think, like, oh like, I didn't know it was bad. I only knew it was bad because, like, my mom and my aunt and grandma told me. Um, but to me, it was just like, oh, we're playing, you know? Like, if no one would have found out, I would have just thought we were playing. Um, and from then on, it just stemmed a lot of stuff. So um, <clears throat> I grew up in church, but um like most people, I didn't really know who Christ was. I didn't really see Christ in action at, at home and things like that. So to me it was just like I go to this building and hear about God and that's cool and stuff. Um and I always believed in God though. Mm-hmm. Like that never changed. I just didn't really live for him, mm-hmm. right? So um that happened when I was a child and then I remember in being in 4th grade and um you know typing in on the computer like girl on girl and I'm like, "Whoa, like where did this come from in my mind? You know, no one ever introduced me to like pornography or anything like that. But it was just in my mind to just search it. And from that point on, I just became like really addicted to pornography. And, um, you know, I went through middle school and high school. And um, specifically in high school, I can remember myself just always, I mean, just throughout life, I always had really bad insecurities. Like I did not think anything about myself like I acted like it but I knew how to put on you know a face outside um but specifically in high school I really went through a phase where you know I really just found my worth in men Mm -hmm. and in what they told me about myself um and I remember specifically 11th grade I would talk to a guy (laughs) like every two weeks right (laughs) like it was so bad um but I would get really bored. Like I would talk to a guy, and he'd make me feel good about myself, and then i would be like, okay, like I like him, like he's cool. But then, you know, by week two, the end of week two, I'm like, okay, like it was like it was like I didn't believe his words anymore. Mm-hmm. So I had to go on to the next person and re, you know, believe them, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I went on, and and that was kind of my eleventh grade year. And I, I called myself a kiss and hoe because I didn't do other stuff. <laughs> it was just, you know. Um, kissing a whole bunch of different guys every few weeks. Um but I always knew there was a problem. I always knew that there was there was some issue with me to where I felt like I had to just be talking to a guy, I had to have um you know, I had to have just affirmation by a guy, you know? Um and then my 12th grade year, I was in a relationship and um it wasn't really a great relationship. But, you know, in my head, I was like, okay, like, this guy's good looking, like, and and I didn't realize it at the time, but to me, it felt like, okay, if you're dating someone that's good looking, then that must mean you mean something, Mm -hmm. you know? And the funny thing is, like, you know, even though you look good, doesn't mean you feel good about yourself. And I feel like me and the guy back then, we related in that way because we both didn't feel, we both didn't really feel worthy. And so I think... If anything, that was the one thing we related on. Um, We both looked good externally, but Mm -hmm. internally, we didn't feel like we felt like we were crap. (laughs) Like We didn't feel like we were anything. Um, And so uh, we were dating for a while and pretty much just that was probably the first time I really heard the Lord's voice. Mm -hmm. And it was I was at a winter conference um, through my church and I heard the Lord tell me to break up with him. Mm -hmm. And this was like maybe January we might have been dating for like one or two months by then and I was hurt because I was like Lord but he's so cute (laughs) that's how they get you you (laughs) right he's so cute and all this stuff and ladies just a side note don't just date a guy because he's cute find find some like substance you know some some substance that you like you know something that you really connect with preferably that he loves Jesus, but then additional things too, a good personality, you know, outgoing, things like that. Okay, side note. Um, But that was the first time I really felt like I heard the Lord tell me something. And so I called my boyfriend, broke up with him. But the thing was that we sat in class together or we had classes together. So like we would sit next to each other in class and I just remember like I would have my head down and I'd just be crying in the class <laughs> because I'm like man like I really broke up with him. Like what's wrong with me? And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, so I was going through this battle in my head of of knowing what the Lord told me to do but mm-hmm. knowing what I wanted to do. Yeah. And that's a hard place to be, especially when you don't really know the word and you don't really know Jesus. And so <clears throat> I ended up getting back together with the guy and it was like we would go through a cycle. We would get back together. We would break up. We'd get back together. And each time, we would go a little further um, sexually. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we would do a little more and a little more. And I always wanted to wait until I was married to have sex. Like, that was just my desire. Like, I just... I always wanted that. And, um... You know, I I truly believe the Lord told me to break up with him because he was trying to protect me. Mm. But that's what happens when you don't listen to the Lord. Mm. And um, we ended up getting back together a few times and pretty much ended up losing my virginity. And um, I was hurt, broken, like, and, and... it was, like, a ripple effect. When that happened, it was, like, me and my best friend stopped being friends, and then my mom wasn't talking to me for, like, a week because she was mad. I lost my virginity and, like, all this different stuff. So, like, it was just a lot of things at one time. And um, so that the next two years, I was, like, really mad at God. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just angry with God. And during that two years, like, I was in, like, a sexual relationship with my best friend and then my other best friend and, like... Just had a pregnancy scare and Raina was was there. (laughs) I woke up like three days in a row and I was throwing up and I was, my mom even asked me, she's like, are you pregnant? I was like, no, there's no way. And I was like, oh my God, this, I literally was just like, oh my gosh, like, my life is about, like, people are going to, in my head, I was like, people are going to think I'm a hypocrite, people, and I was like, I am a hypocrite, you know? (laughs) And, um, so, thankfully, I was not pregnant, but, um, you know, after those two years, I ended up, I was still angry with God, but I was kind of trying to reconcile my relationship with God a little bit more, um, And again, this whole time, I thought I knew Jesus. Like, Mm -hmm. I really did. And that's Mm -hmm. the thing. Like, that's how the enemy will trick you, because he'll make you think you know Jesus, but your whole life will look the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. So I apologize to anyone that is listening (laughs) and knew me. And, you know, I did not truly know Jesus, but I thought I did. So I'm sorry, guys. Um, But he has saved and delivered me now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I ended up... So I went to college after the two years. I went to, like... um, you know vcu and i ended up meeting a girl that was in one of my classes and we would all like study together and you know she liked me but in my head i'm like you know i like guys like whatever right and it was crazy because it was like everything that happened to me when i was younger like all the things I told y'all the four and then the fourth grade situation, like those things started to, you know, kind of come back up and I started to have feelings for this person. And it was um it was kind of weird because I was like, well, I know what the Bible says but I know how I feel. And those are two completely different things. You know what I'm saying? And I even like remember texting my friend and I was like, are you sure the Bible says this? Because like this feels too good to be not true. You know what I'm saying? Like this just feels too right to be wrong. Um, and my friend was like, no, and would send me scriptures and things like that. Right. Um, but even after, you know, being in that relationship and, like, partying and and just doing everything in the world that I could do, I still felt empty. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, I was still missing something. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, why? Like, why am I still not content Yeah. even though, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm living a college life, I am have good grades. I, yeah,
1: that's how a lot of people feel.
0: Yeah. Know, <clears throat> it's, like... You feel like you're doing everything right, but you still don't feel whole, Mm -hmm. you know? And I was just like, man, like, what is this? And then, you know, even my mom started to have, like, you know, um, discernment about, like, what was going on. And Mm -hmm. she would call me and be like, where are you at? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel weird and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So... Um, the Lord was definitely speaking to people, but I remember calling my youth pastor at the time, um, shout out to Miss Carmen, <laughs> <You listening? laughs> but, um, <clears throat> she pretty much just told me like, Leticia, you don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, like cut me up, like, <laughs> you know, but it was really true. And once I, once we, you know, we talked and everything and I was like, because I didn't know who I was, like I was trying to, um, be whatever felt right. Yeah. So you know, if tomorrow I feel like this, then that's what I am. Mm-hmm. If the next day I feel like this, then that's what I am. Mm-hmm. I was finding my identity in whatever I felt that day. Yeah. That's okay. You know. Mm-hmm. Instead of finding it in who God says I am, mm-hmm. right? And so, <clears throat> um, I ended up breaking it off with the girl, and then, um, uh, this girl invited me to this conference, this mm-hmm. BCF conference, and that conference like just encountering God that way that weekend after all of this had happened was like this is who God is Mm -hmm. like it was literally every sermon was about me I'm Mm -hmm. telling you like it was just like daddy issues and mommy issues Mm -hmm. and rejection and insecurities and unforgiveness Mm and Um, it was just like, he was just showing me all these things I had been carrying for so long and and that everything that I had been trying to fill it with wasn't going to, it wasn't going to be enough, you know, um, it would be enough for a second, maybe for a month, a few months, but it wouldn't last, you know, and I had experienced that it wouldn't last. Um, and I, and I realized, and I made a decision that weekend to follow Jesus and, you know, it has not been easy. It's definitely, um, you definitely have to count the cost to follow Jesus Mm -hmm. because you will get tried and, and suffer. It's part of the walk, but it is the greatest relationship ever. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not God that does all these other things. It's, it's people, but like God is so loving, like to know that, um, even after everything I've done, even after I've, you know, said talked about him all day Mm -hmm. and then and then I go home and Mm -hmm. I'm doing this you know he's still like but I still love you Mm -hmm. like I'm still your father like I still am waiting for you every day until you come and sit with me you know and it's just like god like I don't deserve it you know and it's just that type of love like it's just literally unexplainable Mm -hmm. you know um because people but, don't
1: believe it's unconditional. Yeah. You know?
0: Because everything in the world is conditional. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: You know, our our, our, our relationships with our friends, our relationships oh, mm-hmm. with our parents, our relationships with coworkers, everything mm-hmm. is conditional based off of how you, they feel that day, yeah, you know? exactly. And it's like... We don't, we can't even fathom God's love because it's like, but you love me even though I'm about to go smoke this <laughs> you know, this joint or whatever. You still love me even though I'm about to go to this party yeah. and, and, you know, have sex with 15 guys. Like, mm. you still love me? Like, I'm not dirty? Yeah. And then he's like, no. Like, I I, I went on the cross mm. and I said, give me all of that. Yeah. You know, let me carry that so that when you're born, you can know me. Mm. what what Mm. like (laughs) what oh bro oh my gosh but yeah so after i got saved um it was like i was hungry for god and Mm. i would just spend every day in his word Mm. like i would just be excited i'd be reading my bible and i would be like what this is in the bible (laughs) the bible is juicy y'all like the bible is juicy i'm telling y'all y'all not reading it right like (laughs) You don't, if someone tells me the Bible's boring, I'm like, I don't know what Bible you read because my Bible's not boring. <laughs> but, um, you know, and then he he helped remove, and, and one thing I never thought I would be free from was pornography. Yeah. Because I literally, Raina, would watch it daily, sometimes multiple times.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, to me, in my head, I'm like, this is a life thing. Yeah. Like, we married. <laughs> like, we're not getting a divorce. <laughs> Um, but as I got to know Jesus and spent time with him and it, he literally started to remove the taste out of my mouth yeah. and I remember, you know, it, and it wasn't that I wanted to stop it, but I remember asking him and someone telling me like, you have to ask him to help you to not want it because mm-hmm. it's, it's not that we just don't want sin. Yeah. No, we just have to ask him to help us to not want mm-hmm. it, you know, because if we could just not want sin, I mean, life would be easy. Yeah. but he's so mighty that he can take away the desire. He can Mm -hmm. take away the want, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, but you know, he started to remove the taste from my mouth. And I remember I fell back into it one more time after that, but that time was so different than any other time because it was like, wow, I just hurt God. Mm -hmm. He did all of this. He showed me all these things. He loves me this much and I hurt God. Mm -hmm. And I never did it never again because Mm -hmm. I was like, It was different. It was no longer because I was ashamed and I was guilty and I was, I didn't feel those things anymore. It was like, it was, it it truly changed from worldly sorrow. And the Bible talks about worldly sorrow and godly sorrow and how worldly sorrow is just, you know, guilt and shame and you're, you're, you feel condemned and those types Mm -hmm. of things. But godly sorrow is when godly sorrow leads you to repentance. Mm -hmm. It leads you to turn around because you're like, wow, God, like I hurt you. Yeah. You know? And it's like, it's like hurting that puppy that like, you know, yeah. like, you know, the, that puppy that you kick it and it comes back and running to you, you know, and it's like, it was like, it did switch. It was no longer like, oh, woe is me. Yeah, guy. it's not it, about that It anymore. It was no longer about that. It was like, God, I hurt you, mm-hmm. you know, and so he freed me from that, thankfully, and that is a miracle because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I never in a hundred years thought that that would ever happen, honestly. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, you know, ever since then, like, he's just, you know, and there's a, there's a scripture that I always keep in my head. Um, but it, it talks about our identity. It's in first Peter. I think it's either two, nine or three, nine. I think it's two, nine, but it talks about our identity and how Mm -hmm. we are. Royal Priesthood and a chosen uh, generation and yeah. a special people and a holy nation. And I'm telling you, I'd probably like say that daily because when he when I realized I didn't know who I was, I just started learning, yeah, okay, who does who God say I am? Mm-hmm. And like I repeated that so many times, so you know it's it's so important that you know who the Bible says you are, who yeah. God says you are. Because he says we're whole. Mm -hmm. So many people feel like they're broken because they're missing pieces. No, you're whole. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you're not missing anything. Like, the Bible says you're whole, which means you lack nothing. You're not missing pieces from a piece you gave here, a piece you gave here. No, when you come to Christ, you are whole. Mm -hmm. You know, and like just knowing that like even if you grew up terrible you're still whole yeah and that's what a lot
1: of people need to hear especially because so many people are going through similar to you and i these self-esteem issues Mm and growing up and not knowing exactly who they are who they should be or like you said earlier finding your identity and what other people want from you or what you think you should be so there's just so many people that don't know who they are yeah And, you know, I believe that's why there's so many
0: identity issues, you know, Mm -hmm. because, like I said, we go to whatever we feel that day. Yeah, 100%. Because no one knows who they are, Mm -hmm. you know. So, um, that's my testimony. I mean, Jesus is amazing. Mm. He's a healer, bro. Like... Uh. <laughs> and it is not an easy walk y'all count the cost it is amazing but it's not easy yeah it is not easy because i mean if jesus suffered and he was blameless how much more are we gonna suffer and we are not blameless mm-hmm. you know like it's a hard walk but it's so 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 amazing
1: and can you talk a little bit about like you know first of all Kind of especially when you first started mm-hmm. your walk. What was the har- what was the hardest thing? Um But then on top of that, what was the most gratifying thing?
0: So I would say the hardest thing was getting rid of things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um <clears throat> because I was so used to like coming back to Jesus for a little bit and being like, Okay, I need to cut this person off, I need to stop doing this, I need to yeah, 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 right. And I had to learn that it's not me that, like, removes those people and cuts all these things off. Like, as you begin to get closer to God, you'll begin to talk more about the things of God. And mm-hmm. the people that are supposed to be around you, mm-hmm. if well, the people that aren't supposed to be around you, if they don't want to hear what you're talking about, then they're not going to be around you anymore, you Yeah, know? That, They yeah. will naturally start to fall off. Yeah. Um, and so that was something like letting God remove those things, mm-hmm. but also... It was hard because I had friends that I had grown up with that I felt like I needed to remove out Mm -hmm. of my life because Mm -hmm. it was a toxic relationship. And it was hard Mm -hmm. because I grew up with these people. Like, they've been in my life longer than I've been a Christian, you know? So, like, I'm like, but God, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But um, just trusting that what he was saying was, you know, was was best for me yeah. because when you're just getting to know someone you know you're building that trust so it's yeah. like I was just getting to know Jesus and That's it's like really it. yeah it's like if okay you're telling me to let this person go but like are you sure like yeah. what if I'm not a you know what if tomorrow I decide to just, like, go back <laughs> to my own life you know um, so I would say like trusting that like what he's telling you is correct was hard mm-hmm. because you're getting to know him right um, and and sometimes too we like how we see our earthly fathers is how we see our heavenly father. So like I saw my earthly father at the time as like someone that would abandon me. Mm-hmm. So then I would start to, I saw that's kind of how I saw Jesus. So it's like, yeah. okay, God, if you tell me to abandon this person, but then you, you abandon been, me, mm-hmm. I'm going to need that person back. Yeah. You know? And that's, those were thoughts that would go in my head. Um, So just trusting God, that was really hard. Um, And, Oh, what else? Honestly, that's probably the main thing, trusting him, because a lot of stuff stems from that. Mm -hmm. Um, Trusting, you know, when he tells you to let things go or when he tells you to do things. Yeah. You know, those were probably the hardest things. Um, What was your other question?
1: But what was the most gratifying?
0: The most gratifying? um, At the beginning?
1: At the beginning. Ooh, at the beginning. At the beginning? Yes.
0: Okay. Um... Knowing that the like, okay, I would say knowing that the Bible said that I could be free from all things, right? Yeah, like that was probably the most gratifying. Knowing that, Um, and just the the freedom you felt instantly, mm-hmm. like just that, like it it truly is a feeling that comes, mm-hmm. you know. And it was interesting because over the weekend at the conference, like the Lord told me to contact certain people and make up with them Mm -hmm. you know old 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 friendships and I literally did it over the week you know like it. some things happen so quick Mm -hmm. and I believe specifically for that like you can't the bible even talks about if you have something against your brother go and make that right before you come and offer sacrifice to him yeah so it was like he was saying go make these things right before you come and try to you know offer yourself as a sacrifice to me Mm -hmm. so it was like um that just those weights from like asking the people for forgiveness and like letting stuff go like those weights were gratifying Mm because it's like okay those things were on me for 10 years yeah you know like (laughs) taking them off um and then the community that came with it yeah like a whole new set of
1: friends and yeah and that's the thing you get rid of things but then you also add things and i think that's a lot of the times That's why I'm happy that you talked about what's gratifying, because especially when you're early in your walk, like I'm really early in my walk. And it's hard because, you know, the first thing that you automatically go to is like, OK, what am I going to be losing? You know, mm-hmm. because it is hard. Yeah. It's like you said, it's a hard. It's a hard walk. But you're also going to be gaining so much. Yeah. too. And I've met so many people and like that have great testimonies about how much they lost some things but what they gained was so much more and so much more powerful than the things that they lost Mm -hmm. and most of the times like you were saying the relationships that you did lose were toxic anyways yeah and it has to do with that idea that we don't really know ourselves that we continue to be in those toxic relationships Mm -hmm. and feeling like we have to Not put up with that, that's not the right word, but be in those spaces in order to feel whole, which isn't true.
0: And it's funny because the other day I was talking to a friend and he was saying how, you know... Because sometimes we grow up in dysfunction, mm. it's like we need to be around that. Yeah. You know, it's like if we if something wrong is isn't going on, then mm-hmm. something's wrong. Yeah. You know? No, like, yeah. <laughs> if, if if one of our friends isn't toxic and acting like our family acted, then something's wrong. Yeah. Like that's how we feel sometimes. And that's mm-hmm. so wrong. No, it
1: is. It really is. It's and it's scary how common that is though. You know what I mean? There's no reason yes. that you need to live your life <laughs> with a toxic person next to you like goodbye yeah <laughs> bye
0: <laughs> but I mean even in like abusive relationships and things, yeah you know like people stay because that's normal to yeah them. exactly they don't know anything else yeah. you know so yeah, that, yeah those are my two answers but, <laughs> yeah I hope you guys I mean do you have anything else you want to No,
1: about? I think do you no i think that's that's good for today i
0: I hope you guys like learned a little bit about us actually like
1: let's before we close out okay let's talk about um like who how old are you oh okay
0: that's (laughs) a good question um so i'm 23 but i will be 24 in
1: may okay what do you what things you like to do so i know you're a dancer Uh oh yes (laughs) i am a dancer and i actually
0: have a dance studio a christian dance studio in woodbridge um What else do I like to do? I love spending time with my little cousins, Mm -hmm. Um, so I go over there when I can. Um, I like to read, Um, just in general. I love memoirs; Mm -hmm. like I love reading about other people's lives, specifically like kids, like kids' lives, like Mm -hmm. when they have hard lives. I don't know why, but I just I've always loved that, and I want to write a book one day, like a memoir. I would love that. Um, Yeah, what do you? How about you? How old are you?
1: I'm 22. I'm turning 23 in April, which is weird. Yes. I'm old. <laughs> old and dusty. <deaf. laughs> literally old and de- oh. oh, Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. But, you know, <laughs> hey, every season. Exactly. And um, then what do you like to do? Um, I'm getting back into dancing. Letizia and I used to dance with each other. Yes. Um, that's how we met. So I'm getting back into that what else do I like to do I really I like to read too I'm trying to read more one of my friends gave me um the biography of Elaine Walterworth and she was the first black editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue Mm -hmm. and she's just so amazing so I'm really really excited to read that um and spending time with my family spending time with my boyfriend hanging out you know going out um but yeah I think that's pretty much it. Just having good energy around me, definitely good people. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like doing. <laughs>
0: people always say good energy. What does that even mean? Real? It's like,
1: just, it's you know when you're in a space yeah. and you you just feel very peaceful. Like you feel there's yeah. no tension in the air. There's okay. no you know what we talked about toxicity. Yeah. There's no toxic toxicity. Um, and you just feel like good. You know that's like okay. good gotcha, energy. Gotcha.
0: Cause yeah. everyone's using that now, like oh, mm-hmm. good vibes, good vibes. <laughs> energy, <laughs> king, 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 king. <clears throat> okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we met in dance. Um, yeah. We grew up dancing together. Um, we met what? I think in sixth grade, right? Yeah, in sixth grade. Yeah, we were both in like a baby ballet class, <laughs> <laughs> but we are grown, go- right? <laughs> but both of our goals was to get on point and like literally we got on point together yeah.
1: that was our goal and we accomplished Accom- it it was insane it yeah. was crazy and we said it yeah. and, we did, and it. we did it just <laughs> like this podcast yeah so hey trends <laughs> right we never change. <laughs> <laughs> same work ethic yeah. <laughs> but
0: um yeah so you know that's us and we hope that you guys come back more yeah definitely cuz we're going to be talking about lots and lots of things and um, if you guys like us, you know, follow us. Yeah. Listen Subscribe. to our next one. We're going to have some really good ones and maybe we'll take some like, you know, questions. And,
1: oh, that would be fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> some, if you guys have topics you have questions about. Yeah. Um, this is specifically for like young adults. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it, it can be for anyone, but it's more so for people our age. Yeah. Um, just cause you know, we want to do life with you guys. Yeah. So, we love you
1: guys. Yeah, love you. We
0: hope you enjoy. Jesus loves you. Mm.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye.